Hello and welcome back to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We took a holiday break and now it's time to podcast again. Hello, I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. How you been? Not tired. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah. Well, you I mean, you especially. Yeah, Kyla, well, I think yeah. If if it's uh if it sounds echoier than usual on my end, it's because I'm in our new office in our new house that we have. Yay! And by house, I mean condo, but it's it feels better to call it a house. Um, but yeah, it's ours. We live here now, and uh, we are all moved in except for the art um, on the walls, which will hopefully. Uh, reduce the echoiness of this room a little bit once I get them up. Oh, so, I can't hear oh. any echoiness now, so it's probably okay. fine. It sounds like that to me. I hear the echo on my end pretty bad, mm. but we'll see. Um, this is the one room that's like not fully set up, but it's getting close because we have uh, we went to Ikea yesterday and ordered a like pull-out sleeper sofa so our friends can come and visit, and that's going in this room. So we gotta rearrange our desks a bit, but uh, this room also contains um, my my lifelong ambition of having a uh, library wall. So there's like one wall which is just bookcases. Um, That's so nice. And that means that my mom can send me all my <laughs> books and my dragon collection from home, and I can like display it properly. And I am very psyched about that. That's the dream. I um, we have a a little like landing space upstairs that we have no fucking clue what we're gonna do with it's been two years and we just have like a chair up there that garth sleeps in but i think i'm gonna do like ikea built-in bookshelf kind of hack it together thing in there and have it be like a little library space yeah we ended up getting a bunch of target bookshelves for this um Mm. because i had two bookshelves already that were old target ones so we tried to match them um I didn't quite do exactly right, but it's better than the IKEA ones would have been because at least they're like exactly the same height, so yeah, they that's good. They look neat next to each other. Yeah, that's that's really all that matters. Is does it look does it look intentional? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's fun. That's exciting. I am I am very excited to have all my dragons eventually. Uh, but yeah, we did, uh, you know, we, we moved, we had a, like a New Year's, um, like get together where we, uh, you know, we had all our friends over and we had a little like housewarming party. Um, and then yesterday, no, day before yesterday, we got our, uh, COVID and flu vaccines. <laughs> so we've been doing a lot of, uh, uh exhausting things lately. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just that it's been that time of year, and now we can kind of settle back into like normalcy. That's how it always feels after New Year's for me. Yeah. Although I have uh, Monday off because it's uh, MLK Junior Day. So. Oh, I know. We we have a, a, like um, yes, well, not yesterday. On Friday, one of the attorneys was like, "Ah, three day weekend," and I said, "No, actually, we're working on Monday." He's like, "Oh, your boss sucks." Oh, um, <laughs> it's fine. I don't anticipate actually doing that much on Monday. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. I'm gonna 
uh, it's also been like a crazy cold snap here um, the past few days where it's I've heard that, yeah. Into, the, into like the teens temperature wise, which, you know, is not that low for some places in the U.S., but it's low for Seattle. It definitely um, is, yeah. So I had to, you know, run a lot of uh, extra heating and, and sort of interference to keep Escher warm because um, it got real, real cold at night. Little guy. Yeah, he's doing good, though. He's plateaued at about 40 grams. All right. Uh, but I should probably take him to a, a vet because it's time for his annual vet checkup. It was actually time in December, and I just did not have the bandwidth to also take my lizard to the vet well, yeah. with all the other things I was doing. Yeah, I gotta get Garth in for a checkup, too. Garth, oh, Garth needs to lose weight. Garth's too fat. Oh, no, fat kitty. He's he's a big boy. We've been... We got him an automatic feeder, um, so I've been trying to slowly kind of whittle down his portions to... Mm. Which is fine. He's... He's... He just needs to eat less. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. More, uh... Is he is he a like an active cat or a lazy cat? A little bit of both. Um, he definitely gets the zoomies, but when he's out, he doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I need to, I want to get I need to get some more toys for him too, just because <laughs> I like buying him things, <laughs> and it'll <laughs> it'll give him something new to get involved with, get engaged with, and maybe get a little bit of exercise. Yeah. And I need to be better about getting the laser pointer out for him. He does he does chase the laser pointer, so that needs to be his like exercise routine, I guess. But yeah. Not much going on over here. How about you, Carl? Do anything fun over the break? Um, not really. Spend time with my family. Nice. Yeah. Played oh, video games. Yes, good. I feel like I wish I had played more, but I I did I did play the uh the Pokemon DLC. I haven't like a hundred percent completed it. Like I haven't done the like we, a new event epilogue thing or whatever that came out recently. But I did do mm. the main storyline, so I'm officially like. Waiting on friends to finish my Pokedex, as you do at the end of a Pokemon game. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Look, I let, I let Garth out, and now Garth is crying outside the door, so I'm gonna let him in real quick. Give me oh, second. no. <laughs> the, uh... The ever-present problem of cat ownership. Inside or outside? The grass is always greener. Yep. I always want to be somewhere that you are not currently. I open the door and Garth is just laying on the floor, <laughs> stretched out to maximum length. He just <sighs> wanted—he just wanted you to witness him. Is all. I know. I know. He's that's like, all. He I'm ever here. Wants. I'm here, and I'm a cat. Just FYI. I'm here now. Everybody, look. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And who can blame them? I mean, you know, cats—they're cat and adorable. So does anyone, I, this is like, not, this is a dumb segue and not really anything. Does anyone have any like video game related New Year's resolutions or like, 
I'm going to play this this year. Like, something that's been on the shelf that you, like, oh, have gosh. decided you want to play this year. Huck got Baldur's Gate two, uh, 3 for Christmas. Um, and so, <laughs> like, everybody's been telling us we need to play the new Baldur's Gate. And... That's... Yeah, Ev got me a copy of that. He's like, we'll play it together. We'll play it together. We we haven't played it at all together yet. Yeah, so. I helped him. I helped him with uh, character creation, uh, and then I got kind of bored and left. Yeah, that's fair. Character uh, creation is pretty daunting in Baldur's Gate Three. That's like that's as far as I've yeah. gotten to. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Like I like the character creation parts. Mm-hmm. I I don't know like. Normally, like a you know a heavy narrative RPG would be kind of my thing, but I just I've I didn't connect with um uh original sin whatever the the first divinity, divinity. yeah divinity yeah um I never really connected with divinity and I I could feel the same disconnect happening immediately when gameplay started here, and I don't know if it's like the the like distant isometric perspective or the like really MMO looking UI that appears like I don't know what it is about it that I just like feel myself instantly disconnecting from it. Like there's no good reason. Mm-hmm. I like narrative stuff. It starts in a really like cool and intriguing environment, but something about it just like I'm like, meh, whatever. I'm, Maybe it'd be I'm different kind of if this... I was playing it myself, but <sighs> Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like, it never, I never felt compelled to play it. Um, and then Ev got it for me, and he's like, "People have been saying we really need to play this, and I don't want to play it alone." So here, um, but I think, yeah, like the isometric perspective kind of always is a turnoff for me in games. I will say, apparently, yeah. I've seen like, I've seen like a YouTube video. Apparently, there's a a, a like skill or something that lets you talk to cats. So that's all I'm in for. Is is the the cat talking. Ability. Ability. I think yeah. I think you gotta play a druid probably to do that. Yeah. In character so. creation it looked like druid had speak with animals by default. Yeah. Um, at least I think they did. Um Yeah. yeah I, we... I really, really love the Divinity games, but I've never I just played a little bit of Baldur's Gate, and I think I hate myself for saying this, but the, one of the reasons I that takes me out of it is that people really like it. <laughs> yeah, Fair. sometimes, sometimes, like no matter how much you try to avoid it, overhype is a thing that can kind of like set in and uh, and yeah. like influence influence your take on it, and that might be part of it. It might be my stubborn, like, contrarianness that's being like, no, everyone's telling me to play it, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm also not, not, like, a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. Yeah. And I, so far, I'm pretty much, like, the things that are like Divinity, I like, but the things that are like Dungeons and Dragons, I do not like. I mean, it's pretty heavy Dungeons and Dragons right off the bat. Where you look at it and you go, "Oh, I see. This is Dungeons and Dragons." I mean, yeah, and of course it is. It's Baldur's Gate, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, if there was a game I was going to be playing right now that was like something that was super hyped, but is not like my typical genre, it would probably actually be Alan Wake. Because some of the stuff I've heard about the new Alan Wake game sounds just like. 
yeah. really off the wall. So that's actually my, my like, this year I'm going to. I'm going to play through the remaster. I'm going to play American Nightmare because I never played it back in the day. Then I'm going to play all of Control again. And then finally I'm going to play Alan Wake 2. Including the Alan Wake DLC for Control. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm worried. I'm worried that um that Alan Wake Two is gonna be like too scary <laughs> for me. It looks really fucking scary. Um, yeah. so some, we'll see. Some friends of ours offered to like do a group playthrough thing where we like pl- pass around the controller and all play it together, so it'll be less scary. Um, yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I do. I I've heard uh there is. Uh, at one point, a musical number that mm-hmm. features the game's creative director as a backup dancer. I will. I mean, uh, Sam is like in the whole game as just like a main character. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I I've basically been pretty spoiled for it because Ev Ev played it already and he was very excited about it and he'd be like, "Come here, come here, come here! You got to see this! You got to see this!" Yeah. So um, <laughs> so that that's not a surprise. Which I honestly I don't I don't really care about getting spoiled on stuff i just want to play it so yeah it's it's mostly just so that i can have like a big long run up to alan wake 2 and really be in the headspace for it you could try uh you could try streaming your entire uh like replay through this you know sequence and you're getting hype thought about that but that's like a big long commitment of things to stream it's also um it's that also I feel like helps it be a little less scary when you have like a chat to talk to. That's true. That is true. But I don't know. I'll probably That's why, that's why I've streamed I think since the Cat Lady, every time we've done a horror game on this channel I've streamed it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. I don't know if that is actually true, but I know I streamed um Doki Doki Literature Club and I know I streamed uh Fran Bo, and I don't remember mm-hmm. if we played any other horror games, so yeah, I don't. I don't think we do a whole lot of them on here, yeah, which is fine because of me. That's because okay. I protest. That's okay. Uh, I look. My tolerance is like not that much better. So I'm scared. So scary. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> weird that I scare really easily sometimes, but sometimes some games are really fine. Is it just like certain types of scares that get you, or like jump scares? I don't know gore versus um i don't know i like stuff that's got like weird um like existential or um just like eerie kind of dread i don't like things that have like gore or jump scares or like thing about to kill you kind of dread yeah that reminds me i really need to finish silent hill too yeah. Oh, someday I'll get back to uh, Uncaged Fury and play some. Some you really should play this type of games. I've been thinking actually. You know what I really need to play in stream is um, Hollow Knight because I feel mm. like everybody loves Hollow Knight and people love watching people play Hollow Knight, especially for the first time. And I have never played it, and I've always kind of been vaguely curious. Even though I think it's probably a bit too hard for me, but um, like I want to give it a try. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
you're 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 not wrong. Hollow Knight is a very cool looking game. Um, but at the same time, yeah, not one that I'm like super interested in playing. But I'd probably I'd probably tune in if he streamed it. Yeah. <laughs> now my New Year's resolution is to um submit my novel to a bunch of like publishers and agents and stuff. Yeah. So I can get some publishing going on. Yeah, I probably need a better New Year's resolution than just, like, play, Alan Wake. play a bunch of Remedy games. No, that's, that's the best kind it's, of resolution. It's true. I I love those boys. Um. The best kind of resolutions are action items. Yeah. That's true. If you're, if you're doing, um... <laughs> Uh, if you're doing like a remedy binge, maybe you should try uh, El Paso Elsewhere. Um, if you've heard of that, I feel like I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. It's, uh, it it's the it's the new it's a new game by uh, Xavier Nelson Jr. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, among other say things, no more. <laughs> an, say an no airport more. an airport for aliens currently being run by dogs. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's, oh. it's like it's clearly it's a it's an homage to Max Payne. It's yeah, like a, okay. it's a Max Payne style game with like you know sh- bullet time and and stuff like that. Um, but I I watched a let's play of like the first I don't know half hour or forty minutes something like that. And God, the noir writing is so top notch. It's like right on the borderline of like self serious and parody in a way that's just like chef's kiss and it's got like I, an original hip-hop soundtrack that i think Zalibier yeah. did himself i've like, listened to the soundtrack it's uh it's a ride yeah and i think he did all the voice acting himself which is also very good well you know the main character voice acting um which is also really solid like it's it's a well it looks like it's like a real vibes kind of game um and it's not my thing um right because it's it's a shooter but mm-hmm. uh it looks really cool. You know, actually, I should... I, I mean, I've already added this to my wish list, but I should also just expand my uh, 2024 The Year of Remedy thing to just, like... Because I've played part of the first Max Payne, but none of the rest of them, and I should just add that to my list because James McCaffrey um, unfortunately passed away in December, and, like, that feels like a good... Feels like a good kind of, like, okay, we're doing this now. Yeah, the, like how uh, everyone played Omicron when David Bowie died. Yeah. Um, I mean, it I... was also free to play when it. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I already owned it though. <laughs> I would. I've I've been told that the the third Max Payne was not made by Remedy and is not very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So I guess skip that one. Probably, but... yeah, because the third one I think was Rockstar. Maybe if I remember correctly. And I think they, like, had the IP for a long time, and maybe still do, and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna do too much research, but I think that's, yeah. Alright, 2024, okay. the year of remedy. Okay, here yeah. we go. The uh, the premise of El Paso elsewhere, I guess, is that you're, like, um, some kind of, like, drug-addicted, either, like, killer for hire or private eye or some other gritty profession um who is on a mission uh to stop his girlfriend the lord of the vampires from ending the world his ex-girlfriend i should say okay um, 
<laughs> and I guess it's a like it's a weird like noir thing. It's also partially about like their relationship and you know relationship abusive relationship dynamics generally. And I don't know. It sounds neat. It sounds really neat. Yeah, I man, this is the problem with not being on Twitter or whatever X, uh, because that's where like followed him on Twitter um, and just mm. up to date on all of his games and not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I learned about this one. I had not, not heard about it. Like, even though it came out, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, um, I had not heard about it at all. <clears throat> and then I heard about it twice in quick succession, like in the same day or two. Uh, once because uh, my favorite streamer um, or Let's Player, uh, um, Dan Floyd of Playframe uh, mm -hmm. did a little like one-off of the beginning of it, and then it was also on um, uh, Jacob Geller's like best games of the year list. Um, so I'm like, this is fascinating. Like, I don't think I this looks like a thing I want to play, but like, I'm super curious about this game. Yeah. So yeah, if you play it, let us know. Yeah, I I will. I'll add I'm adding it to my list. Also, speaking of cool games, um, the uh, Games Done Quick marathon is starting today. Started like literally half an hour ago as we're recording this. Um, so if you are listening to this, you know, within a week after it comes out, uh, go check out the Games Done Quick uh, Prevent Cancer Foundation charity stream. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a good time. Uh, I love doing these twice a year. I like watching them and donating and, you know, checking out the raffles and it's, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff. Also this, one of the runs this year is, uh, dog assisted where someone oh. taught their dog to like respond to commands to play a game. Amazing. They built them like a, a custom controller thing with like big panels that control each button. So you can oh, just like God. put a paw on the panel. <laughs> Good dog. Yeah. Good so, dog. I am looking forward to that one. Do you know what the game is off the top of your head? Or uh, Gyromite, which I've never heard of. Oh, oh no. okay. Yeah. Gyromite. Yeah. Gyromite's um, one of like the two um, NES games that is controlled by Rob, right? Isn't that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. By the robot peripheral. So that that is definitely interesting. Yeah. So, instead of robot, dog. <laughs> Upgrade, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a thing that's going to come up sometime along this marathon. So keep an <laughs> eye out for that. And as well as lots of other cool stuff. Nice. Well, do we, uh, no segue, do we talk about the game now? <laughs> Yeah, let's get, right. go back cool. to our roots of, of completely failing to segue, uh, and let's talk about Raft, the game we played over break, uh, by uh, Redbeat Interactive, uh, published by Axolot Games. Um, it's a survival crafting sim where you are on a raft, uh, and you there's a shark, and you got to build out the raft and upgrade your technology by uh, hauling junk out of the ocean. And eventually you can upgrade enough to get, uh, to make yourself a radio 
and then you can start tracking down radio signals and hopping from like island to island and that's where the story is how far did y'all get hey <laughs> so, so i played for what felt like forever before i realized that once you pick up the blueprints they're just in your research table for some reason that like I missed that bit of text when you pick up a blueprint the first time. So I was like, when do I, like, I've got these blueprints, but I have nothing, like, there's nothing I can do with them. When do, how do I, how do I fucking build this thing? Um, so I, because of that, I, I only got to, um, I think, like, the third story island. Well, that's where I stopped, was, like, I rocked up there and dropped my anchor, and then I was like, I'm done for the night. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So not super far, but I've, I mean, I have an engine. I've built an engine and a steering wheel. Like, I understand, you know, crafting and building and, and how to, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I have a decent handle on how the game works. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way because, I don't know, I played a lot and I really liked it. And at some point I was like, I'm happy. I'm happy with this game. No, I'm I finished. Yep. That's fair. That is totally fair. Sometimes you get the raft that you want to have made and then you've made that raft. You're like, "Now I'm good." Also, uh, um a bit like everything I liked about this game was just standing on a raft and chilling. Yep. Yeah. It's I think I think the real point cuz I was feeling very frustrated for like a good amount of time. Um, just because I felt like I never had enough resources. And I think the moment that it really clicked for me was when I was finally able to have, like, a good, like, wall of nets on the front of my raft. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now all you gotta do is just, like, steer into the stuff you want to pick up. Yeah, and it's, sail around. like, a lot calmer than frantically throwing your fucking hook off the side every two seconds and then getting mad when you miss and then getting really mad when your hook breaks yeah um, so yeah, yeah that's fair um and the especially in the early game it's pretty frenetic because the shark attacks like if a shark it like takes out part of your raft when you've only got like six raft squares that's a big freaking deal yeah um <laughs> Although I will say, I think the first time I booted up the game and I found an island and it was like a decently sized island and I had a decent amount of stuff and I was like, well, okay, I don't have anything to make an anchor yet. So I'm just going to like let this raft go and build a new raft. Oh, and then I, and then I found out that you can't build a new raft. You have to. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't waste that much time. Like that was like I said, like maybe the first time I like loaded up the game and sat down to play it for real so it was okay. it was no more than like 30 yeah, or 40 minutes i probably should have warned you that like the world spawn point is based on the center of your raft yeah. so uh <laughs> if it goes if you get stuck on an island and the raft leaves eventually my understanding is the island just despawns and you drown that makes sense yeah um, which yeah, is whatever you gotta you gotta keep your raft <laughs> yeah um, I, I was, like, trying to build a new raft and frantically Googling, like, why can't I build a new raft? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I watched, um, uh, actually, one of the things that got me to play this, uh, was I watched some Let's Game It Out, uh, for the beginning mm. of the game. Um, and he discovered that, actually, if you build, like, really extensively outwards and then sell stuff, uh, like, the rafts 
like the the disconnected chunks of raft still count as one vessel so they will all like move and behave in tandem even if they're not connected interesting um so you can effectively make like a little flotilla of islands um if you want actually kind of i was thinking about doing something like that um just having like separate living space and also like then over here is like crafting and storage and all of that and i it ended up not doing it but that's very interesting to know that they just kind of work as a unit yeah one thing i wonder about that is do the shark attack lone squares i i think i was reading somewhere that they that the shark will if you only have a single like if you are down to one square of raft, the shark will still attack it. Um, I I didn't verify that, but I I had read something that implied yeah, that. When I, I wonder was... if you can just like game over if you just completely run out of raft. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess you'll just drown, right? I, you'll drown. I built, I built a long like bridge out with only one square thick mm-hmm. to catch stuff. And yeah. they always like attack the last square. Yeah, they seem to. They seem to um, to prefer like recent. It seems to prefer recently placed um, and edge pieces, especially. Mm-hmm. So, like the more like open pieces to water it has, the more likely they're they are to bite it. I think something like that. Um, that makes sense because I felt like my corners were always getting attacked, which yeah, like that would track. Um. So, uh, eventually you can get, once you unlock, like, some of the metal crafting stuff, you can get cladding, like, metal cladding for your raft, where mm-hmm. so you can put stuff on it that stops the shark from attacking your, um, all of the, like, in-game hazards of, like, X keeps, you know, being annoying, uh, is something that you can get rid of down the line. Like, in the shops, eventually there's a, there's a permanent scarecrow you can get that just keeps, uh, birds from attacking your crops. Um, and you can get the cladding to, you know, stop the shark. So you, you can eventually have, like, a more calm existence where you're not continually fighting things off. But Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say yeah. about the shark, though. I was stressing out about it at first, but then I just let it eat pieces, and then I just replaced them. Yeah. That was easier. Eventually that does become, like, the simpler solution. Especially because, yeah. like, once you get a big enough raft, it's, like, a pain in the neck to dash all the way across the raft to try and get to the shark before it mm-hmm. takes out a, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, same with, like, swimming around. Like, you can get bit a couple times before it becomes a problem. Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Well, this game has a, a built-in multiplayer, so I played it with Huck, and he was always like, "God, watch out! Like, don't just go like, you're you're getting bitten. Why are you still out there?" And I'm like, "I've got like two bites worth of health left. I'll head yeah. back once I get one more bite. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's totally fine. It's it's honestly like less of a pain in the ass to just get bit a few times than it is to try to, you know, make a go, um go in and a, out a, a ton of times. 
Yeah, or or to make a shark bait. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna waste my resources on a shark bait when I can yeah. just take a few hits. Yeah, and you can eventually kill the shark. Like, if you hit the shark yeah. enough times, you kill the shark. You can harvest shark meat from it, and the, the, there is a, like another shark does come eventually, but mm -hmm. you get like a window of time. So, like, the really good thing to do is if you can kill the shark at, like while you're anchored at an island, and then you get like a free you know, five minutes or whatever to go and explore the water around the island without being bothered. Yeah. That's the Which ideal. Which is also nice. I wonder where these sharks with GPS are coming from. Um, <laughs> I hope that's addressed in the story. <laughs> like, uh, where where are these homing sharks originating? I mean, you're, uh, you, maybe they're like, you know, electrosense that sharks have is, is thrown off by your, uh, I guess you don't Radio? have a to start with, so. Yeah, you don't. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's genetic memory. Maybe, like, it's just a, a long um, ancestral chain of sharks that hate you in particular. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say there is... Um, I'll try not to spoil too much of the late game stuff, uh, because, you know, in case you want to play it, but there is... There is one later island that I do have to talk about, which is um, a submerged pair of uh skyscrapers um oh, they, and most that, most of the, the level is underwater is that the like what is it called something towers i was reading about um, that vaguely it is uh i want to say no it's not veruna point what which one is it maybe it is veruna point um I, I had a guide up for when I was, like, actually getting into the story to just make sure I knew what I was actually doing. So I saw a little bit of... And again, I don't, I don't care that much about spoilers. I probably will. Even though this is not my favorite as, like, a survival game, I do find the the actual, um, like, non-procedural island, you know, location exploration to be compelling enough that I'll probably continue to play it. Even though... Like I said, this isn't doing it for me as a pure crafting survival experience yeah. so much as, like, I don't know, the long dark or something. Yeah, and it's a little bit more along the lines of, um, like, a, I guess it's it's halfway between a, you know, a purely procedural, like, Minecraft-style thing and a grounded or Subnautica-style mm -hmm. thing, because the, the main story beats are set in stone and they're the same every time and there's like a you know they're designed but the the stuff you find in the ocean in between is all procedural mm -hmm. um so like the actual crafting stuff is is procedural um but yeah so it is varuna point um so there's these like they were uh, skyscrapers under construction most of this level is underwater so you have to do like there's a whole thing of like managing your oxygen and finding like these you know, bubble plants uh, in the water as you're going down so you can go deeper. Uh, and the boss of that is a shark, is a is a big old, um, like, n like nasty super shark um, that you have to fight underwater. <laughs> and that is a that is an intense boss fight. That sounds intense. Damn. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot so... of the um, <clears throat> the story islands do have a sort of like big big puzzle and or big boss fight that you have to do as as part of that storyline sequence 
Yeah, I know, because I, I did the, the yacht, which is pretty yeah. standard, like, get through the place, collect stuff, build stuff that you need for that place specifically, and now I'm on, what's the one after that, Balboa Island, Balboa, I think? Balboa, yeah. Which is, um, <laughs> bears and relay stations. Yep. Yeah, there's a there's a big old mama bear, and you have to uh, either kill her, which is very hard, and you probably don't have the equipment necessary to do that yet, uh, or there's a like a puzzle thing you can figure out how to distract her. Yeah, I don't. I'm afraid of the bear. <laughs> I'm probably not going to try to kill you, the bear. The, the little the little bears are not too bad, but the the big mama bear is is tough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Varuna Point. Uh, as absolutely stressful as it is and as much as I hate underwater sequences might have been like my favorite of the islands just as the most interesting one right where it's they, they kind of do the most like different thing um, so the, the yeah. first three the ones that you guys got were the radio tower which is also a sort of like it's a kind of like an oil rig ocean station type thing so like a, a half submerged building um, sort of thing, and uh, you know, it's got a radio station at the top. Pretty much, I think the only puzzle involved here is like figuring out how to climb it. It's really just um, a platform platforming yeah. puzzle. Um, and then the second one is uh the Vasagatan, which is like a a beached cruise ship. Um, where you have to figure out how to get into the um like the various rooms and cabins it's dark is is part of the gimmick uh and there's these giant like rat monsters throughout the hall <laughs> that uh yeah. that uh keep attacking you i wish i wish oh, you could goodness. i wish you could tame a lurker i would be happy to share my food with a lurker there um... there are there are animals that you can catch and tame in the game but <laughs> I, yeah i've noticed that i haven't gotten around to it yet i don't have the stuff needed to build the net launcher cartridges yeah, otherwise it's i would so hard to do like to find uh and successfully kill a pufferfish which is i think what you need for one for, of the is that, for, is that how you get the explosive powder yeah i think so okay i was um, wondering how you get the explosive powder but that makes sense i think you can also find it uh in treasure troves if you have the like little scanner thing that lets you dig up treasure stuff well i don't yep um but that's uh so that also yeah like the ability to capture animals is actually like a pretty late game thing. That um, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so Island Three is Balboa Island, which is like this big kind of autumnal forest island with these sheer rocky cliffs, and this island is full of bears. Um, and um, it's it's I don't know. It's actually I think a more pleasant environment to be in than a lot of the <laughs> previous ones. It is. Um, it's very nice. I. Like when I got to the the like cruise liner, I was like, oh, another another fucking wreck I have to explore. Goddamn! But then I rocked up to Balboa Island and was like, this is great. I'm yeah. gonna live here until yeah, I saw there... the bears. Yeah, the bears and the um. There is also a little bit of toxic runoff that you have to platform across. Um, mm. and I will say, like the game, um, it does a lot of its challenges. Like a lot of its challenges are. Uh, either exploration, like find a bunch of pieces of this thing scattered and bring them all to a point, uh, or um, 
they are platforming based or they are combat based right which is sort of the main three things occasionally they will also throw in like cute silly mini games like there's a little crane game that you have to play at once there's like a connect the pipes mini game on one of the places um and I think of all the things that they sort of have you do as part of the story missions, the platforming is the weakest. Um, like, mm -hmm. it doesn't really feel like the movement controls are built for fine-grained platforming, and it always feels more, like, frustrating than fun to do. Yeah, I would agree with that, definitely. It also seems like, like sometimes you can mantle if your, like, jump isn't quite as high. But sometimes that doesn't happen. I don't. I'm not fully like sure if I'm just imagining it or if there's some something in place that I'm not aware of. Yeah, I also think there is a toggle to view in third person, if I'm not mistaken, oh. uh, which I didn't really use much. Um, so maybe that would make things easier. Um, maybe I'm making that up. Let me check if that's actually true. Yeah. Um, draft third person mode. Um, how do you go into third person and draft? Um, the third person mode, it's a thing. Should have looked at the controls sooner. Uh, it's a yeah, comma to go uh, in and out of third person mode. Um, so that might have helped with some of the platforming stuff. I will say that the the final level, or at least what I'm pretty sure is the final level, and looking at the list of islands, it, it has to be because there's no other islands that we haven't been to. Um, there is a platforming channel uh, challenge there that is just absurdly frustrating. And I looked it up, and there's a way that you can cheese past it. And Huck and I were wondering if that was added in a patch because too many people were frustrated with how bad that platforming sequence is. That sounds it's, right. <laughs> it's like a bunch of these like little spinning wooden wooden windmill blades that you have to like go forward and like jump over them as you're going and if they hit you even a little bit they like knock you off the platform into this net and you have to climb all the way back up and start from the beginning and it's the worst yeah that sounds awful that sounds bad um so we we cheesed our way past that and then we got to the final boss fight uh of the game and it's also very hard and that's where we sort of stopped <laughs> we're like this is hard it's you know, like, I get that it's probably, like, the climactic fight of the game, but, you know, we're in normal difficulty, which means we basically lose all our shit when we die, because I think you lose, like, two-thirds of your gear or something. And so, like, mm -hmm. to try again, you have to, like, get enough resources to completely remake all your gear and then tr go try this hard boss fight again, and, like, neither of us felt like we were up to that. Um, oh yeah, probably also worth mentioning that because I was playing this by myself, I, t I was like, I don't want to play this in normal mode. I don't want to lose all my shit when I die. Yeah, so I did fair. just play it on easy. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask if you played it solo, because I also played it solo, mm -hmm. and it really feels like this is a co-op game. Yes, it does. Yeah, there it is a the sure nice does. feature in co-op of uh, if you go down, um, your another player, if they can get to your body and carry you to a bed, then you don't lose anything. Um, but that's not really an option during a boss fight. So Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's definitely fair. Um, the, the, the running storyline involves the, the guy who is captain of that cruise ship and like all the kind of like way, various ways he's undermined um, survival colonies uh, that he's been to. You basically find a bunch of abandoned 
colonies as you're going through, and all of them were one way or another wrecked by this guy. Yeah, he sounds like a real dick. He is. Um, (laughs) And so he's like the final boss, and like phase one, he throws a lot of fire grenades at you, which was like tough, but doable and kind of fun. And then phase two, he has like, he does the same thing, but also like it spawns a bunch of hyenas that chase you around at the same time, and like that's that's where we died. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I'm also I'm just like scrolling through the um the Steam page for this game and just looking at all the shit that people have built. Someone building a, a model of or like a replica of Hogwarts, several um Titanics, an Enterprise. Yeah, I th- I think I could like still have fun um in like creative mode just building some raft stuff and you know uh make trying to make something fun cuz I made something that was like very practical but they they do have a lot of cosmetic stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. That's just sort of fun to play around with and it's fun to make a cool, you know, a cool raft. There's um a video that someone has linked to on YouTube. The title is I built a giant Trojan shark to befriend Bruce. <laughs> and it is a giant shark-shaped raft boat thing. Pretty that's impressive. Adorable. Pretty that's impressive. Adorable. Bruce, <laughs> yeah, Bruce being cool. what people call the shark, um, after I believe what they called uh, the shark in Jaws behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and now Bruce is just a very common name for sharks in media because of that. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. It's a it's a good name for a shark, I think. Um, and so, uh, Huck and I disagreed, because I was like, oh yeah, the shark is called Bruce, but, uh, Huck was like, no, 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 but it's a girl shark, we have to give it a girl shark name. So we ended up calling it Bruce, but still referring to it as a girl. That's Uh, fair. So, her name was Bruce. Her name is Bruce, yeah. In, in our, in our, uh, run at least. Um. Can you turn off the shark? I don't think so. My understanding is there's a lot of mods for this game, so there's probably a mod where you could turn off the shark. I kind of wanted to turn off the shark, not because it was only annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But, but it also becomes your like only friend. Um, I mean, there is, uh, I think, in one of the there is like a peaceful mode, uh, like game mode where like enemies don't um, attack you unless you attack them first. Um, so that probably, uh, I think the shark yeah. doesn't attack the raft and the birds don't attack your crops and any enemies will fight back once when attacked, but then, uh, but otherwise won't attack you. Um, so if you really just wanted to play it on peaceful mode, you could play it on peaceful mode. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think, uh, I have mixed feelings about the challenge in this game, to be honest. Because most of the time it was fine, but whenever we hit a difficulty spike, it it didn't feel like a natural increase. It felt like very unfair uh, a lot of the times. Like the first time we went to uh, an i like a, an island bigger than the like teeny tiny starting uh, random islands, uh, we got immediately attacked by a boar and. Mm-hmm. Uh, by like uh, Screecher, which are like these big vulture type birds that drop rocks the, at you. The ones that drop rocks. Oh my god! And These fucking things. They bodied us hard. <laughs> we died real bad. Yeah, it was, I. It was like not even close, and we're like, okay, lesson learned. Stay away from fucking birds. Yeah, I. I don't know how I managed to kill 
the the boar the as like the first one that I encountered. I don't know how I managed it, but somehow I did. Um, yeah, and now I avoid them unless I really am feeling foolhardy. Yeah, I I feel like this game suffers as well from like a one of the survival crafting things that I think came from the way Minecraft was originally developed, which is that they kind of don't teach you very much. They sort of count on you to either, like, experiment until you figure stuff out, or more likely just, like, look at a wiki online to figure out, like, what resources you need and how to build stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because it's, for instance, one of the, like, most common resources that you need for a ton of stuff is vine goo. And the way you get vine goo is by smelting seaweed in a smelter, which is completely unintuitive. Yeah, and I don't and... know why it would ever occur to anyone to try smelting seaweed in a smelter. Yeah, and even even the fact that that the seaweed is harvestable is not super well. Like yeah. you can only harvest some seaweed, and it's only if it has like this glowing kind of like odd, yeah, pod on it. So I I spent a decent amount of time just like hacking at seaweed with with my hook and various implements, being like, why can't I harvest this? Um, yep. And until I looked it up on the wiki, as you do. Yep. <laughs> Which you know, I like. I don't. I think that's become kind of like a norm, like cultural norm. <laughs> it's been like very normalized for this genre. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing because I I do feel like games should be self-contained and not <laughs> rely on outside resources like that. Yeah, um, I agree. But I'm not like I'm not too mad at it. I guess. Um, but yeah, so like the, the, you know, the, the first time you get some serious enemies is it's like real rough and it's a long time before you can make armor because to make armor, you need to domesticate a llama for wool and to domesticate a llama, you need gunpowder and that's a hard to get resource. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I have got a bunch of stuff that I need wool for, and I was like, do I just catch the llama? Like, what? how do I do this? Yeah, you, you so. have to make a net gun mm-hmm. uh, and shoot it with a net, which, like, ties it up, and then you can, like, pick it up and carry it to your raft. Yeah, that's that's what I was guessing. Um, that's why I was like, where do I get explosive powder? Hmm. Yeah, so, like, hmm. that's that's a little rough. Most of the platforming challenges feel a little rough because, the again, the the system doesn't feel super designed for it. Um, and whenever there was, like, a boss fight spike, like, we managed it, um, but they always felt, like, way less chill than the rest of the normal tasks in the game. Uh, and especially the, like, big shark boss, I don't know how we would have done that if we didn't have two people. Like, that was, that's, that would be rough to do by yourself. Because it's a, it's a rhinoceros boss, one of those where you have to, like, Uh-oh. trick it into, like... Uh, aiming at you and then hits something behind you, right? Um, and you really... It's, so it's constantly charging you, and you're underwater the whole time, so you also need to be able to um, get to, like, the, the air points sometimes, in mm-hmm. addition to, to the thing, and, you know, God help you if it's charging at you while you're at an airport, uh, getting towards an airpoint. Uh, and also, in order to kind of swim fast enough to outswim it, you really need to be wearing flippers. 
but the boss fight takes long enough that one pair of flippers is probably not going to last you the entire boss fight. Mm. So, I mean, luckily, yeah. luckily, it's like a multi-stage fight and the stages stay put. So, like, if you leave the fight and go and get resources and come back, you don't have to start over. Um, but it's it still feels like it's a it's an endurance challenge. It sounds like it. Yeah, it would, it would be like probably fine challenge wise if it was not constant like a an, an underwater boss fight, but it is absolutely an underwater boss fight. So yeah, it's rough. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I think I will probably continue to play just for like the story island stuff. But... It's, and it's worth doing. There's some there's some really <laughs> cool stuff you run into as you're going along, like some of the story beats are like the story is nothing special. Um, you know, it's not as good as a Subnautica or a Grounded in terms of story. It's pretty much this one guy was an asshole and there are a bunch of survivors uh, on various islands and you sort of get to know some of them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um but uh, also, you like you actually find survivors throughout the games at various locations, which unlocks uh, different playable characters. I was very, very surprised to find a person in the the radio tower. I was like, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah what me the too. Hell? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's every single island has a person. It might be every single island has a person. Um, um yeah, I mean, there wasn't uh, anybody on the, the ocean liner, but that makes sense. Okay, maybe it's like every other island has a person. Um, but yeah, you can, you can unlock different playable characters that way, and it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I would encourage, you know, going through the story. There's, there's some exciting set pieces, and, um, some of the, some of the, like, audio diaries are kind of fun, and some of the like things you run into are su sort of surprising and, and fun. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's really what I'm in it for is like, I like, I like an, uh, an authored survival game that yeah. is not highly, highly procedurally generated. And the, the, um, like the authored islands are cool and fun so far. And I can just kind of zip between them as much as I can <laughs> with, yeah. and, and ignore kind of the boring stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like, once you, you know, once you have a way of, uh, like, sort of protecting yourself from some of the more annoying regular tasks, it is super chill to just, like, put up a bunch of nets. Uh, you can put cladding on the nets as well, by the way, um, so you can protect the oh, nets from the shark. Yeah. Um, so just, like, have a, you know, have a bunch of nets, steer the nets into the debris field, and just, like, sit back and collect a bunch of resources, do a little fishing... Like build your raft, build your build up your inventory. Like that's that's a very like fun chill thing. So if you just like you know rush the story until you feel like you're you know you're squeezed for resources, and then have a chill drifting time for a little bit, and then rush the story some more. Yeah, like I I do really enjoy the chill thing of just sitting on a raft and floating around, mm -hmm. which I think it's better if you play solo. Yeah, but... it might be. But what I hate the shores. There's so many shores. You gotta I mean, like, you... you gotta plant your crops. You gotta wa fix water. Oh. You gotta water your crops. You gotta smelt your stuff. And there's always you basically yeah. run in a circle between all of these things. Yeah, and yeah. I mean a lot of the like moving up the tech tree is about automating chores, right? Like about getting um 
like, like I know there's watering a sprinkler. And... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting like a sprinkler system, and you know, getting uh, like an electric smelter, and um, I think you can even automate some of the like fueling stuff. Um, but yeah, there's always some chores like harvesting your your food and what replanting and whatnot. Um, I was I was very excited when I got the upgraded um, water purifier <laughs> to like not need. Oh yeah. Uh, not, not need to constantly fill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 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 electric water purifier is uh, gas based or whatever it is is uh, is a big help. <laughs> um, the battery powered. You can also eventually get. Um, I think it's at one of the story islands, but you eventually get a, a windmill power generator. Oh, um, nice. That you can just like auto recharge your batteries at. So like you just have a. Battery oh, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm like so careful to not have my um my receiver on unless I'm like actively looking for an island. Like I'll blip it on and get my bearing and then blip it off like as fast yeah. as I can. And I mean you can make a fuel based battery recharger before that. Um but the uh the, the wind based battery recharger is really nice. That sounds, that sounds good great. Upgrade. Yeah, that sounds really good. It's it's very tall though, so you have to put it somewhere like on top of your uh, raft, pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm also curious the... to see how tall I can make my raft. Yeah. Um, but there I haven't is... played with that too much yet. I won't spoil what it is, but there is a very fun um, thing that you get for beating the shark boss that we've uh, that we've put on our raft that's like a, a decoration. Um, oh, and I, it, it makes me laugh every time I see the raft from a distance. So. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm in it. I'm in for it. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my recommended, my recommendation would be before, um, before you go to, uh, Varuna point smelt just a fuck ton of seaweed because you need, um, you need vine goo for both flippers and breathing masks. Uh, and you will need multiple of each. Um, gotcha. That's good. So, That's good. So, yeah, like, and maybe maybe don't have them all on you all at the same time in case you die. Well, although you're on, you're I'm on easy. I'm playing on easy, so, so you're doesn't fine. matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter, yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, and you, I don't know if you guys got, I forget when you get the backpack upgrade, but you do eventually get backpack upgrades that let you have better backpack capacity. I've, yeah, I've got that in my research table. I it's That's one of the things that I need wool for before I can oh, actually yeah. do it. So yeah, so yeah, that's uh that is a helpful thing. Okay, so where well. do you where do you find pufferfish? If I can if I can try to kill one, then I can at least get a net gun and get um, wool. Some of the larger tropical islands will have them randomly spawning in the water around it. Okay. Okay. Um, it has to be like it can't be like the little tiny ones. Um, but like if you have like, one that's big enough to have a a merchant a stand. Shop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I figured is like. Those are the big islands, and the small islands are. Yeah, and you tiny. might want to make like a bow and arrow or something first, because if you get near them, they explode like the the boomers in Subnautica. That makes sense. Um, so you you pretty much have to get them from a distance. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that'll be and they, that'll be and on they my task poison list. you. They poison you, which is health drain, which is just the worst. We we died. One of our like really shitty deaths happened because uh, we. There's a there's a place on like a like an optional 
uh, side thing where you, you have to go really deep down and you're like following this air pipe and like stopping for air along the way. Uh, and Huck drowned uh, at the bottom of it because he like misjudged his air on the way up. Um, or no, I think he got poisoned by a pufferfish down there. Um, and so I tried to get his body uh, and then like I think I got poisoned by the pufferfish on the way back up and oh. couldn't make it up to the top with the air I had and it was bad. Actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, I I think I have encountered one pufferfish, but I didn't like see it. Like it came up in my peripheral mm -hmm. vision, or it came up behind me, and it just like exploded. I was like, "Why am I dying? Oh God!" Yeah, so that was probably a pufferfish. That was fish. probably a pufferfish. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think it's not even a common drop from them, so it's really annoying. Oh man. Okay. Well, let me. That's fine. Uh, now I, mean, I know. I mean, if you want to just look on the wiki, like look up like net gun. Um, and it's and canister, mm -hmm. um, net gun and net canister, and uh, it'll let's see what they because that's the only thing I need is the explosive powder for the canisters. Yeah. Net launcher, so net launcher you can make without anything, any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just scrap plastic, metal ingots, and bolts, so that's pretty doable. Yeah, um, but then you need the canisters, um, which require uh, rope, stone, and explosive powder, um, and explosive powder. Um, oh no, okay. Um, poison puffers have a 100% chance of dropping one explosive powder and a 33% chance of dropping a second one. Okay. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. So oh, I just uh, gotta... sorry. Sorry. They, they, um, they drop explosive goo, and you can put that in a smelter to get explosive powder. What is it that with this game and goo? I know, right? <laughs> um, and if you have a, uh, if you get a metal detector, you can also sometimes find it by digging up stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'll keep an eye out for big islands then. Get, get me an alpaca. And I want to say the metal detector. Yeah, the metal detector is a story-based uh, blueprint. Okay. Um, from Caravan Island, which I think is Island Four. Okay. Um. So if I'm you want to just like wait until after Balboa and uh, do Caravan Island, um. Then, uh, then you can get the metal detector, which will help. Um, let me just verify that uh, Caravan Island is indeed four. Um, <laughs> it well, does not I, say. I it's found it on the wiki. It says the first location of chapter two, which doesn't help me. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. seeing as well. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but where does chapter two start? Um, but I think, I think that is for, I think the, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at Balboa, Balboa Island and it's the third locate, third and last location of the first chapter. So that yeah. would mean yeah. Caravan Island is, is next. Yeah. yeah. Is next. Cool. Yep. Yeah. And I think Caravan Island has a couple of animals. So you can also get yourself like a chicken and a llama there. Um, and I think some bees, if you want to build a bee net. Yes! I've been waiting for the bees! There's a yeah. lot of bees on Balboa as well. Okay. Balboa has a... Has a t because the, there's a whole bear-honey ecosystem. Oh, that, that's true. Yeah, So there's a true. ton of bees on that island. <laughs> to the point where, I, like, when we needed to make the beehive thing, we just went back to Balboa, because we're like, <laughs> it's too bad. Like, we're not going to wait for a random, like, you know, bee island to spawn. We'll just go back to Balboa and get a fuck ton of bees. Might as well, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Carl, like, you were gonna say one thing. I'm 
I think is weird about this game is how early you see like the late game stuff. Yeah. Or like you get stuff like the net shooter you get super early. Mhm. Which but I guess I you guess can't just, make it. Yeah, I guess it's just based on like what because what the net the net shooter is like one of the one of the items you need is like a rock which you get rocks right away. Yeah. Um, but then you can't <laughs> you can't like you don't you get no ammo for it until much later. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the 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 tech tree is a little weird. There's some stuff where it feels like it should be introduced sooner. And to be fair, there's also some stuff which like you probably can get earlier. It's just not obvious like how. Like the reason we didn't find metal cladding is because it's in a sub menu for building things. Yeah. Um it's in the sub menu for building floor tiles. And mm-hmm. like we didn't even know that sub menus existed for a large portion of the game. And then as I was building out the raft, I'm like, oh, I lo- it looks like I can build, like, regular floor or floating floor. I see. And, like, oh, here's the different wall types. And I mostly checked because I'd, like, seen in the images that you clearly could build, like, grass walls. So I'm like, well, how do I yeah. build grass walls? And I'm like, oh, I see there's a submenu here. And so I didn't look closely enough at the submenus, so I did not notice when cladding became available. And we were like at least two-thirds of the way through the game before we realized that so yeah the building menu is a little a little unintuitive um yeah i really need to i really need to upgrade my walls because i've got i've got so many palm leaves i've got like a whole chest full of palm leaves um i should just start upgrading things yep yeah is that just a thing where you get like way more palm leaves than anything else uh, it changes. We were always uh, um, sort of trading off what was our most desirable resource. Because uh, if you're building the raft a lot, you need a lot of wood. But there's also a fuck ton of things that require rope, which requires palm leaves to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the like, l- like later tech electronics type stuff requires a lot of plastic. So it's like, we, you know. It's, it always seems like you have way too much of one thing, and then you end up using all of that thing, and you're like, shoot, I need to start collecting that thing again. Yeah, and then there's, like, like, because at the very beginning, I was getting really frustrated because I just, like, was not having enough plastic to expand my raft. But then once I started building up, it's like, oh, well, now I need planks. I've got all this plastic. Well, I, I need the planks. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, little, and once, you, oh, once yeah. you get, you know, the the ability to, like, anchor and get onto islands and build like a a um an axe then you can start getting more planks from trees Mm -hmm. and like so you sort of trade off what is and isn't plentiful a lot of the story islands have big stores of plastic where there'll be like a bunch of like recycling containers around that you just take yeah yeah Yeah, plastic Um, and scrap scrap metal yeah um yeah it's yeah god not Getting the um the stationary anchor was like huge <laughs> for me. Yes, I oh was my god! So sick of having to build a, a bucket every time. Can't you just can't you just bring the bucket back up? Like, yeah, that, it's a bucket full of rocks. It's Why a bucket full of rocks. <laughs> yeah, it, it bothers. What really bothers me is that um, bowls are used up every time you make a meal. Yeah, I have. I actually haven't bothered with um, the cooking pot. I'm getting by pretty okay with just the grill, the big grill, yeah. and some fishing. Of the, um, some of the more than the the some of the cooking pot stuff is nice because it gives you like overheal. Uh, yeah. But you can get that, I think, from some of the bigger fish as well, maybe. Okay. Um, but the uh, 
the smoothie station is super useful because that gives you drinks that will also give you like weird bonuses and perks. Um, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna prioritize. I don't have either the smoothie or the cooking pot yet, but I'm probably gonna prioritize the smoothie. Um, yeah. smoothie machine. Yeah, there are um there are like these special booster recipes you can find for the cooking pot that let you um make like super good food, but pretty much I think every single one of them requires some rare resource, which is mostly uh stuff you have to buy at the shop. Can we talk by the way about how weird the economy system is in this game? Uh yes, the shops? because I because I like just got the recycler and I haven't built it yet. But I understand that you like put stuff in the recycler to make trash cubes and that's how you buy stuff. But also there's coins. I don't know where the coins come from. The coins come exclusively from selling fish. Uh and you can get the fish bait you need to get the higher level fish exclusively from spending trash cubes at stores. Okay. That's kind of what I guessed. So um, I don't understand why the coin system even exists in the first place. Because yeah. you need trash cubes to transform into bait, to transform into co fish, to transform into coins. And then you need both coins and trash cubes to buy anything. So why not just make the economy trash cubes? Like, why throw in this, like, weird fishing economy chain that just, like, delays the process? It's very strange. It almost feels like it would have been a better use of rare fish and bait to just have those be used exclusively for, like, special cooking recipes. Yeah. Um, um, and especially because it bothers me that you cannot... Um, there's, like, a trophy thing that you can build in the game that's a, mm -hmm. um, like, a wall mount thing. And you can only put basic fish on it. You cannot put anything other than that. Um, not even any of the advanced fish. And some of the, like, like top-tier fish look really fantastic. So it bothers me that I could not put any of them on the trophy. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this, like, just straight-up bass there. Like, why would I even build this? Yeah, I'm not, like, you think I'm going to not just eat the salmon when I could yeah. put the, the, the weird, cool-looking, like, lionfish on the board? Yeah. Yeah, what's yeah. the point? Yeah, yeah I, I don't even know if you can cook the higher-level fish at all. Um, like, I assume you probably can, but why would you? Because you want to trade them in for coins. Like, they're way more valuable as coin than they are as food, because you can get food with, like, no bait on your fishing rod. Um, yeah, and so, I, like, I don't know, it's, it's a weird system. It feels, like, not very well designed. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I got to a, a big enough island to have a shop. I was very excited, because I was like, oh, look, there's, like, signs of civilization here. And it's just... Oh, here's something I can't do because I don't know how to make trash cubes yet. Yeah. F cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. And, like, trash cubes I get as an economy system because yeah. they're the, the point is that, like, it gives you something to do with excess resources and it also ensures that you don't get, like, the kind of cool advanced tech until you are at a point where you have enough excess resources that you're comfortable just wasting some of them. Mm -hmm. Um and I think a lot of modern crafting sims have some system like this. Like, I think, um, uh, what's my face? Satisfactory has a machine where you can just, like, burn your excess stuff to get, um, like, fancy things um, that you don't yeah. technically need, but they're, like, nice-to-haves. Mm -hmm. um, 
so it's I think it's a similar system. But yeah, the the sort of Bitcoin system in there like just confuses the hell out of me. They're called trade coins, but their logo looks like the Bitcoin. So I didn't notice that. I I, I took only a cursory glance at the at the shop menu before I was like, can't do anything with this. Yeah, and left. Um. Yeah. So there's like the the shops appear on certain like randomly generated larger islands, uh, and they have like rare cooking ingredients. Um, as well as a few like blueprints and some cosmetic Recipes, stuff, things like and, that. Yeah, and, yeah, and a few like really useful things. Like they have the um, the advanced scarecrow, which mm. doesn't get destroyed by birds over time, so it just like permanently stops all birds within a certain radius um, from attacking crops. Oh, you know, speaking of birds, Carl, you said if if you disable the shark, you're with you. You don't have any friends. Just build um, bird nests. On your raft, and then you've got friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they keep going away. That's yeah, and they leave, they'll leave behind feathers that you can collect, so you can make arrows. Yeah. Actually, I need to build another bird nest so I can have more more feathers for arrows. Yep. I kind of want to build a, a raft with, like, 100 bird nests. <laughs> yeah, just make like a like a roof and rafters area, and like line the rafters with birds' nests. Just so like you... the little bird annex to your raft. Yep. Yeah, little pigeon coop kind of thing for all your get seagulls. an army. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think seagulls can probably be trained, and they're big enough to do some damage. Seagulls cannot be trained. They are they are lawless. I guess you would know this. You would know this. Yeah. <laughs> You the 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 all of the, the seagulls of Blue all the California. seagulls in Blue California, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, That's true. So like actually, like I'm seagulls, seagulls. I don't know if seagulls can be trained. They can learn for sure. They're very smart birds. Yeah, but uh, but they are also chaos gremlins. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's fair. Like. You you just you got to make sure that they are like you got to stay friends with them. Yeah. You can't just be like the taskmaster. <laughs> you yeah. got to you got to be friends with them so that they want to they want to do what you say. Yeah, exactly. So they want to work with you again. So I think yeah, I think that's the thing is that you have to be as chaotic as the seagulls. So you tell them to do something they're like, "Huh, that's a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um if anyone's wondering what the heck we're talking about with the seagulls thing, uh, in case you missed it, uh, I am part of a new like uh, live play tabletop game that uh, Lee Grainer is putting on called Blue California, uh, where I am playing the hive mind that is all of the seagulls in this small town. Such a good, that's such a good character. I'm pretty pleased with it. Yeah. I like being the gulls. Because I can, I, I like, I have motivations. Mostly, I can just sit back and like fuck with things and be chaotic, which I like. Yeah, I. Yeah, <laughs> the problem is when you've got too many chaotic people in your game, which is kind of what always feels like it happens, like in our group. Um, yeah, we are, we are you know. doing it the the first, third, and fifth when fifth, if applicable, Wednesdays of the month. Uh, mm -hmm. So the next one is actually, I believe, this Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it would be. Huh? Um, yeah, so we'll have to... We're in the middle of a... Uh, of trying to lead a uh, somewhat disorganized riot through the town hall at the moment. <laughs> so... 
There's uh, all kinds of fun things going on. But yeah. yeah. Um, any other stuff about Raft? Anybody want to talk about like the music or the visuals or anything? They have one track on the soundtrack that sounds exactly like the like calm theme from Minecraft. Yeah, I was about to say it's like pretty much the Minecraft song. Yeah, every time it comes on, I go, "Oh wait, isn't that just the Minecraft music?" I'm like, "Oh right." But it's good. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, good. why why can't I remember the music in this game at all? It's because I turned the music off and just had had like YouTube videos playing in my other monitor. That's why yeah. I can't remember what the, what the music that's, sounds like. That's fair. It's definitely the sort of thing where like when you're not actively at a story island, like you can just mm -hmm. like play something in the background and chill. Which is good because I I like having games like that. Unfortunately, because of the way my brain works. Most games are not like that for me. Mm. Um, so this is, it's been, it's been kind of nice to just have like, okay, we're just going from island to island and I'm going to put a TV show on. It's yep. fine. So. Yeah, I should, I should probably like do some uh, resource collecting and while listening to podcasts. I feel like that would be a, a fun chill time. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to have like a, a good, a good, good activity that is conducive to secondary input yep yeah yeah i can't my, like ev will play games like even like some like narrative games and he'll just have music going on while he's playing and i'm like how 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 do you do this what's wrong with you yeah <laughs> i just can't so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I did, I think I turned the music off on mine as well, but only because uh, Huck had it on on his, and he had his overhead sound on, so we would just sort of listen to it collectively through his game. Uh -huh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad that you didn't make it to Caravan Town, because I, I would be curious as to your reaction to the NPC Detto, who is uh, one of the people that you meet via audio logs. Gotcha. Um, well, I'm probably gonna play more today, so maybe I'll get there. Yeah, let let me know or put it in the like the current game chat on the on the uh, Discord. What you like, how you enjoy Detto as a character? <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm like interested that I'm. Oh, the, there's finally characters now. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a small handful of recurring characters. Most of them I kind of forget who they are from island to island. The only ones I remember are pretty much like Evil Captain and Detto. Um, but I know there's like at least uh, one or two others that are mentioned frequently, so. Okay, yeah. Like I think there's some guy who's like looking for his sister um, that's like a recurring character in the in the logs. Okay, I don't know if I have I don't know if I've encountered that yet, but yeah. There might yeah. be there might be one of those actually in the first radio station, but I do not remember. He's not like a very um memorable character, so Yeah. Like there's only so much you can do with audio logs. Yeah. But yeah. Uh... Otherwise, I guess uh visual visuals are serviceable. Yeah. I have fine. no real gripes. They're sort of bright. They're not like too hyper realistic. They're mm -hmm. you know they they serve their purpose and they, um, they are neither too, like too intensive nor overly simplistic. Um, I 
one thing actually one thing that i do like is i like that the um the damage that you do to the shark is persistent so you kind of mm-hmm. have an idea of of like how close you are to killing it yeah because you it, see scars and stuff on it mm-hmm, as it comes yeah. up to to bite at you there's a few clever little art things like that and um the fact that when you drop anything it just drops as like a little cardboard box so that you don't they didn't have to make like an a, a world asset for every mm-hmm. single item <laughs> That you yeah. can drop. Um, the drop system can be a little annoying sometimes because you uh, um, you like automatically throw out a thing you're carrying sometimes, and it like yeah. spawns as a little cardboard box, and you're like, ah, shit. I found but... that the way that um, items stack in your inventory is also weird, and I couldn't fully figure it out. Um, I think it's like the first stack of an item is the stack that you take stuff from, but new items that you pick up get added on to the last stack, so it's feasible that you would have like two partial stacks of planks because you're putting these planks into your smelter and these are the planks that you've been picking up. So you have to like yeah, go that... in and combine them. It's a little annoying, but that might eh. be the case, yeah. Um Yeah, I also noticed some weird stuff like that yeah i'm not sure what the actual cause is but i think i think there's a mod even that fixes that from what i was from what i was seeing when i was looking yeah there's Um, there's a few like little quality of life things but there's also some quality of life things that they have that are like on the positive side like you mm -hmm. get i don't think you get all resources back when destroying um you get all resources back when destroying most like um big machinery and stuff uh, you don't get all the resources back when you destroy, um, like, parts of the ship, mm-hmm. uh, like decorations and stuff, but you get half back. Yeah, um, it's always nice to get a little bit back. Yeah, so there's that. There's If you um, need to make something um, and you have a chest open that contains the resources you need, mm-hmm. it will auto-use them from the chest uh, if necessary. Yeah, um, that was super but, useful. I like not having to move shit in and out of my inventory. Yeah, I, and for most, of the, for most of the things, if you have to create like a sub item in order to make a recipe, you can create the sub item mm. right from the recipe for the top level item, which is really nice. Yes, I, I, I discovered that recently and I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, so you don't have to like go, if you like need rope, you don't have to go find the recipe for rope. You can just click on the button and we'll automatically generate rope from any palm fronds you're carrying. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the, the crafting stuff is definitely like the way it's implemented. There's a a lot of nice little touches like that. Yeah. Probably some of the better crafting. I mean, it's not like I play a ton of crafting survival games anymore but yeah it, it feels it's... like each one has their own sort of strengths and weaknesses some of them implement certain um quality of life stuff like i god what i wouldn't give for the thing that they do in grounded where once you make a thing you can just pick it up and move it like slightly yes. to the left like that yeah. I, I, no game that i've seen other than grounded has done that and my god is that such a good quality of life thing and like something that i would say is like pretty necessary in in this when a big portion of the game is like decorative items for making your raft a home yeah and oh. the fact that you're constantly expanding the raft and have to mm-hmm. move things around um it also took me a while to figure out how the like support beams structure works and the fact that i yes. didn't need like a ton of columns everywhere supporting the roof at all times yeah 
Uh, so that helped a lot. I feel like I still don't fully understand it. Um, I think it's like a pillar will support, um, like a, a a floor around it, like at each of its corners. So like four floor, but then you can also build um, horizontal beams for additional support that come off of that. Um, and I think they can support things like either one or two in either direction horizontally from the way they go, something like that. Um, Okay. But yeah, the the horizontal beams do not underestimate how useful they are. You can like almost completely get rid of your support beams by putting in enough like of the horizontal support beams. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't I vertebrals. I didn't look too much at my my raft is pretty janky. <laughs> my raft is pretty janky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. So that's that's a pro tip. Use horizontal support beams. They're a lifesaver for like ease of movement around your boat. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at that for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. So overall, like I think you know, positive experience. Uh, I if I were to play it again, I think I would play it on the easy difficulty. I don't think it's worth playing on normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad I made the decision um when i started to play it on easy so i think i would have i probably would have bounced off it completely if i had been trying to play it on normal so yeah. that's fine um but yeah a couple mm. a couple little misses here and there but overall i think a pretty positive experience now and now that i'm like mostly done with the whole thing i can go back and watch some of the some more of the um Let's game it out videos because I mm -hmm. I stopped watching them midway through because I did, I was like oh actually this looks pretty cool um, I might want to play this and so I didn't I I you know quit to avoid spoilers uh, gotcha. but yeah now I can go watch them all yeah and I'm I'm probably gonna keep playing just because I'm interested in the story islands yeah let us know how it goes I uh, mean Caravan Island looks super cool I'm just looking yeah. at like. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty neat space. That's honestly, the kind of post-apocalypse like, island that I want to live on. <laughs> um, honestly, except for like kind of the first one, I really appreciate that all of the different islands feel like distinct spaces that are like easily visually memorable and and easy to tell apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, like um, they they're they're pretty solid um, as far as. Uh, as like the the spatial design, they all they all feel unique. They all you know are like kind of have their own like gimmicks and sort of like way it feels to move around them. Like Balboa is huge, like it's real big, and a lot of time is like wandering through the forest. Mm -hmm. um, and like you know they they, they all kind of have their own like personality and and tone to them, and I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, and maybe it's like maybe I'm spoiling myself, but just looking, I'm looking at like. Oh, screenshots of like Tangaroa. That looks cool. Yeah, that looks cool as yeah. hell. Let's go yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, Tangaroa is pretty neat. They're, like I said, they've all got kind of their own thing going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And and much as as rough as it is, like Varuna Point is really cool too. Um, it's it it definitely will test your anxiety for like how far can you swim without worrying about drowning. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But you know that like. If you can deal with that, then it's uh, it's very cool. Um, All right. So yeah. So that's raft. Um, that's raft. 
shall we shall we talk about the next game we're gonna play yeah our next game is i guess like kind of it's kind of a post-apocalypse in 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 the other direction actually where a raft is too much water and jusant is not enough water um but we're playing jusant next which is a um, single player solo like climbing exploration game by don't nod um where it's i've played a bit of it because i'm a sucker for climbing games and it sure is a climbing game um so yeah that's what we're playing next jusant j-u-s-a-n-t um and it's on xbox game pass it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to beat uh sable because that as a climbing game also has the ability to just jump and float down yeah which it's hard to hard to compete with that but we'll see how it does yeah it's got um jusant i will say has like a pretty extensive um like rope like repelling and anchoring yourself into walls system which is very cool um and it works out pretty nicely like you'd think it'd be more of a hassle than it is but it's it's actually it's pretty well implemented so i i've liked what i've played of jusant so far and i set it aside because i think we were we've been talking about playing this one for the podcast for a while so i wanted to leave some of it for later so yeah that's what we're doing next yeah excited to try it yeah all right plugs 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 who's got plugs not me Uh, i don't have anything well we've got me i don't have anything We've got the link tree. I've already plugged um, uh, Blue California, so if you if you're into live play, uh, you know casts, we we stream it on Lee Grainer's channel, which I think is just Lee Grainer now. Um, uh, on you know pretty much every other Wednesday, the first third and fifth Wednesdays of the month. Um, that's been a lot of fun so far. It's a it's a bunch of USC folks, so. Uh, myself, Lee, Sean Bouchard, and um, Jamie Antoinette. Uh And then <clears throat> we have a link tree for all the stuff related to this podcast. Um, link tree slash, is it just, is it Feedback Force podcast or just Feedback Force? Feedback Force podcast. And actually, yeah. I said I was going to put Blue California on the link tree and I forgot. So I'll try to remember, I'll try to remember to do that this time. And also double check that uh, Escher's uh, link is updated because he is, he is a, uh, um, Escher the Gecko now, right? That's what I've yes, got. Yeah. He, okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. He's up there. He, he used to be. It used to be under my name, but since I literally only pick, uh, post pictures of Escher, my pet gecko, uh, he is Escher the Gecko at Instagram. Yeah. Our um, unofficial, official, unofficial mascot. So there yep. he is. He's there. And He's there for also, sure. So also uh, play my game Wintermore Tactics Club. Yeah. 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 Do that. It's on. It's on most things. You can get it most places. It's pretty good, I think. I think, yeah. It's. It's. I would say it's like more than pretty good. It's quite good. Um. I. I finally started watching. Uh. By the way, speaking of live play tabletops, I finally started watching Fantasy High because the new season is coming out. Um. Which is like a Dimension Twenty series. It was their original one, I believe. Oh. Okay. Um. And it is also like what if D and D, but a John Hughes movie. Um, except it's, it's like actually, you know, takes place in the D&D world as opposed to a bunch of kids playing D&D. All right. Interesting. Um, so I've been having a fun time with that lately. Um, I, it's, uh, one of the reasons I did is because the, the new season just started on like the 10th, I think. So, um, they just started the season three. 
Um, so I'm like, I should probably like watch this and get caught up. And um, so I'm like midway through season one now. And it's a lot of fun also. Nice. Yeah. I, man, I don't, I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to, but man, I do like a good podcast. I, I really love all the Dimension 20 stuff, but it's hard because like every episode is around two hours something long. So it's like a movie every time you want to watch an episode. Yeah. Um, it's the only reason I haven't watched more. Yeah, pretty much the only podcast time that I reliably have is like my 25 minute commute to work. So well, it takes that, it takes some time to get through a, things. You can watch some of these in the background of uh, while you play Raft. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a recommendation. Oh, it's also on media recommendations that I've currently been consuming. I should have done this in the beginning of the, the pod, but you know, whatever. We're in plugs now. I'm plugging things that aren't, aren't mine. Um, mm -hmm. I just finished watching Bodies on Netflix, uh, which is, it turns out really freaking good. Um, it is a sci-fi series based on a graphic novel. The premise is that um, the exact same corpse, like literally the same guy, uh, is found in the exact same place at four different times in history. Huh. And the story uh, follows the the four different uh, like you know cops that are investigating this this weird body in uh, in each of the different time periods, and how and how the stories kind of end up interweaving with each other and being related. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a cool concept. Yeah, okay. so it's, it's kind of, you know, it's like fun sci-fi shenanigans stuff. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's, it's maybe not... I'm still, like, not... I don't feel like it 100% nailed the ending. Um, mm. But I like it enough to, rec to recommend it. Like, I don't think it was a bad ending. Um, it's just... It's tough. It's a, they, they kind of, like wrote themselves into a corner where it's there was kind of only one way they could do it and they did it that way and it's fine but um i don't know but it's it's there's some really cool moments in it and and some neat stuff and the you know the mystery is kind of kind of fun so um yeah bodies if you have netflix check it out I, yeah i'll have to add that to my watch list and that's that's only like six episodes long or something like that no or, oh, or eight, 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 eight episodes i think so um, very good. Yeah, so short. <laughs> All right, cool. Any last items? Go watch uh, games done quick. Yeah, that's true. That's that's now. Go go do it. <laughs> Psychically link to us as we are recording this podcast that's not up yet, and well, be it... feel the compulsion. If, if, honestly, if you like, I said, if you're listening to this within the first week that it's out, there's still more GDQ to be had. Yes. If you're listening to it later, then then you'll just have to make do with vods. But yeah, just and if you listen to this in a year, you still have time. <laughs> it's on yeah, again. That's true. <laughs> wow, amazing how that works. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, having the patience with us to take a long break because things happen at times. Okay. Sometimes things happen and we can't podcast. <laughs> But we're glad you're here. We're glad you're back. We're glad that we're back, too. Um, and we'll see you in the next one. For Jusant. Yeah, for Jusant. For Jusant or something. Um, anyway. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.